Hey there, Danny with Right Foot Down. I messed up this ad read so many times because I really want to tell you about Track Monkey Apparel. They make great quality, enthusiast shirts along with hats, stickers, watches, patches, you name it. A couple of my personal favorites are their Life is Better at the Track tee and their One Track Mind tee. You should really check them out and see for yourself. Their products are great for you or the gearhead in your life. Visit trackmonkeyapparel.com. You're listening to the Untitled Car Show in partnership with RightFootDown.com. Visit RightFootDown for your daily automotive fix. If you enjoyed today's program, please tell a friend. It's the best way to support this show. If you want to visit the archives, go to YouTube and search for Untitled Car Show. That'll bring you to the archived episodes. If you want to follow this show, just search for Untitled Car Show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can always send an email to the show at untitledcarshow at rightfootdown.com. We're so glad you decided to spend the next hour or so with us. Without further ado, let's get into today's program. Uh, actually, there is going to be a little further ado. So this week, uh, as you're listening to this right now, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, the Untitled Car Show has an official t-shirt. Um, you can head over to Track Monkey Apparel. Uh, no matter where you're listening to this, you'll see a link as the first thing appearing in the description down below. Um, this is our first attempt at directly funding this show. So the way this is going to work is you're going to be able to Go out, buy the shirt. For those of you who are wondering, it's $18. It comes in size small to 2XL, all the same price. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry, the 2XL is $2 more expensive. So I don't know what other noise is happening at the moment because that's how this thing works. Um, <laughs> I don't know, having some weird technical issues at the moment. Um, not with this thing. Anyway, so um, we're going to be doing uh, a bunch of podcasting this week to remind you that there's a shirt out and to kind of give you a preview of if you're willing to go out and support the shirt, get us to where we need to be as uh, far as funding goes, that um, we'll kind of have a preview of what it would be like if the show was uh, fully funded. So, um we're going to be doing five episodes this week, um, at least. Um, this is a big uh, want of mine, but this is something I want to put out there so everyone's available to see it um, and enjoy it. And what, what is making <laughs> noise? Uh, yeah, so obviously there's going to be some stuff, like always, with uh, this show where it's kind of raw. But um, that's where we're at. So this is going to be a week of direct podcasting, go out buy the shirt if you're wondering where you can buy it it's at trackmonkeyapparel.com and then just look for on their main site if you go to trackmonkeyapparel.com you will see right near the top it'll say the untitled the untitled car show official t-shirt um and it'll be you know shop now button the way this works is it is a pre-order so we need to hit a certain amount of people pre-ordering this shirt 
Oh, I, I don't understand Android tablets, damn it. Uh, I need to turn that off. Um, but, yeah, so it's a certain number of T-shirts need to be ordered. Um, then the ordering window won't be extended. So uh, if you are looking at getting something to help protect you from cold weather and all that, um, this is the time to get it. So go out buy a shirt, help out the show. It helps out tremendously. Please do. Um, if you know anyone who likes uh, the podcast and you can turn them onto it this week in particular, um, you know, it would be much appreciated just trying to get it all out in front of people as much as possible. Um, I really don't want to go down the route of something like a Patreon where I just, you give me money and I just take it and then I just put out a product. I really want to give this a, um, you know, atmosphere of, I enjoy doing the podcasting. I want to do it regardless of whether I'm getting paid or not. So here's a product for you to buy and purchase to help support the show. So for everyone who's listening, who's enjoys this show, um, I would really appreciate it if you could go out and order it. Uh, again, thanks everyone so much for listening. Uh, today's episode is going to be um, a little different. This is kind of a chat we had uh, a couple weeks ago between myself and a bunch of other podcasters. Um, I believe everyone's been on the show. So it's Jake over at Rags to Races. We have the Flat Sideways Full Locked guys. Um, we have... Um, GTV Johnny and myself kind of just talking about podcasting and how to make it in the industry. Not that we've really made it, I guess. So just kind of go out um, and give it a listen. Um, if you like this, uh, stay tuned. There will be another episode coming out tomorrow. What, uh, Android tablet. Yeah, see, so we got a dedicated tablet now up here. Um, it's the old tablet I used to hate, but I kind of need it now. Um, and it is making noises and clicks and it's driving me nuts. So, um, I'm going to go sort out that technical issue. And then besides that, everyone have a great day. Have a good night. Have a good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is there, you know, thanks for listening. And, um, without further, further ado, let's get into this kind of neat little program. First, um, so I think, and Sometime in September, FSFL will be about a year old, and we sh- hopefully should be 30 episodes in. That's the goal. That's the goal. But um, so generally we started, and the first thing I did was actually ask, basically ask for tips from from other podcasters who I listened to before. And I was thankfully he was kind enough to actually go through and give me tips up the whole way. And that's a that's a thingy thingy. <laughs> thingy thingy. <laughs> um so you know it, it's 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 weird because I think very I I got there's a lot of difficulty in how we're actually going to coordinate the recording and you know um basically the logistics of it all because the three hosts of FSFL one's in one's in Tacoma one's in West Virginia and I'm here in Central Virginia so I think it's a lot different from of course it's a lot different when it's just like one per, one one host like you guys usually do so what do you guys? Not me. <laughs> yeah, Johnny does more of a um, like entourage show because it's Johnny and then it's um, 
the other guys who don't matter, and then the one lady sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Tiffany, we have our producer, uh, Gary Hammer, um, and then we have the other host, David, um, we call him Gremlin. So, not after the AMC, he, he prefers the the cartoon version of uh, Gremlin. <laughs> so how how did you guys get started? What made you want to start a podcast? And what were your first steps to hopping into the world of podcasting? Well, first, it's listening to you guys like FSFL. Ooh. And uh, Dave, <laughs> no, no. Uh, first, it's listening to podcasts. Like, if you're... If you're listening to podcasts, and like I was, I was listening to some of the other popular ones. I won't name drop, but uh, yeah, I was listening to some of the popular ones, and I was all like, oh, just can I love talking cars, so I just find all these car podcasts. Uh, I was working a a dead end job, and it, the days were long, and sometimes working ten hours or twelve hour days, and I just. Slam, start slamming podcasts, like start slamming um, these sh- uh, shows one after another sometimes, going through their back catalog and going all the way back to the beginning just because I love cars. <laughs> I love talking cars. And um, when uh, my friend, well, I seen a post on a popular car group about um, Dave asking people if anybody at that car group was interested. I'm like, I love talking car. I'll do it, you know. You know, I ain't scared of a microphone, cause I've or up to that point, I was already doing some like little bit of like live streaming, so I was pretty comfortable just rambling to nobody. So um, started doing that for a little bit, and then um, got connected with Dave, and they sat down with me and asked me like, "What do you want to get out of this?" I'm like, "I really don't want to get anything out of it. If we make money at this, cool." cool i'm not money hungry um you know if we get uh, if we get uh, if we get cars cool you know that's awesome you know i or that's kind of that's kind of the you know the ultimate goal of any car podcaster or you know any car journalist is to get those press cars and try them out but if it doesn't happen i'm cool just talking car it's, I mean, it's fascinating. So we're kind of, I don't, I don't know whose program this is ending up on either. I assume that's that, right? probably. <laughs> I don't know. This is the turn of host in me just cut, like kicking over. So, but it's fascinating. So I mean, all of us listen to podcasts before we really got into doing this, obviously, because you have mm-hmm. to know the medium, which. It's interesting. Did anyone actually listen to like talk radio or anything like that before they got into doing it? I did. Kind of. I, I grew up listening to talk radio. I mean, I I do, and I was kind of a a fan of a like morning show on the radio. But, you know, you know, at at one point in time, I'd almost prefer that. Like, I didn't really care about all the music. I just wanted to listen to the morning show, and you know. Yeah, so news, traffic, traffic, weather, news, like that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it's chicken in Topeka, and we got 36, and then and over there yeah. we got 36. All the time, my whole childhood. Um, it was either political talk or, like, news and stuff like that. The radio was just constantly on talk radio. So no, it's... I wasn't so much talk radio. I was more of, like, a morning show. Morning zoo crew, where if they you were. Or famous, 
like radio station here would have a what's called a fake at eight, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is why shouldn't be on video, by the way, for everyone. <laughs> nice. It's what, I mean, I just yeah, I I listen to a ton of podcasts myself, and I spend a ton of my work day in the car, and music only got me so far. And honestly, the first podcast I really listened to regularly was Serial, of all things. Mm. And after that, it's like, okay, well, I know there's got to be some car-based ones out there. And started kind of just looking for the random ones. Of course, you know, I got, you know, I subscribed to Corollas. And through a couple of different channels, I ended up uh, listening to the Untitled Car Show. And I'm like, it all it all comes back yeah, to this guy. It all Mike. comes back to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and the thing about me, the whole reason I decided to start doing it was because he wrote you on his show. <laughs> actually, it was about the same time I started, but it was before yeah. that. You know, before a little bit before that. Um, I, I had been listening to these car shows, and a lot of what I was listening to were okay, car culture. But I'm a yeah. huge when it co- when it comes down to it, racing is the most important part of car culture to me. And if I, you want to listen to a racing podcast, you're listening to Corolla talking about running a Newman car at the the hill climb, and stuff that was way out of my budget. And there wasn't a whole lot out there that I could find anyway that was centered around racing on a budget. So I hemmed and hawed and thought about it, and believe it or not, I'm actually a uh, Dudist priest. I'm a priest in the Church of the Latter-day Dude, and I perform my first wedding. <laughs> and at the reception, the younger brother of the bride uh, lives out in Southern California and bought an E46 BMW M3. And he comes up to me, someone had sent him my direction. Yeah, I just got this car, and I have no idea. I want to do track days or, or something where I can do some performance driving, but I have no idea where to look or where to start. Well, that just kind of set the ball in motion, and I decided I've got to do this now. If, if there's people out there in this day and age that still don't know where to look, then somebody needs to be a voice for them and point them in the right direction. And that's kind of where the whole show began and, and where it grew from. You know, that's almost kind of sort of FSFL started because I've always had a penchant for industry news and um, future products and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't really have a foot in racing or like have anything hands on in the industry. So my thing was, you know, there are a lot of people I, I, I notice increasingly now that my life has become busier with them, um, two jobs and now school in a few weeks um, that I, I just don't have the time to hang out on the automotive sites like I used to when I was <clears throat> Either just a sole college student with one job, or or back in high school where I can just I can, I can afford to like spend hours on like um, Auto Spice and Jalopnik and Autoblog. And I remember when Jalopnik was born. <laughs> but um, you're so old. I'm 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 that old. I was gosh, I remember when that site came out. But um, um, I think yeah, it was like last September. Like I was listening to the Autoblog podcast, and then I think a lot of us, you know, I've. I've wanted to get into some form of this industry somehow. It's just like, I can do this myself. Why am I just sitting around in my ass when I can get out here and literally just try to start this up and at least have some fun doing it. So, you know, I think, you know, even, I I think that's what the main thing is. You got to find out. I think you don't have an issue finding what to talk about when you know what you want to talk about. 
it, there is that example of also I should probably end the video because I'm like I am goofing around so much on the video and I, I, I'm <laughs> suppressed suppressed that I think I should just pull that off because it is it is just too tempting for me to mess with everyone so <laughs> we were in, we were I, good, just, come on I I was I, enjoying um uh, Mr Puff yeah, <laughs> it, it's a do, Mr Doman Mr mm. Doman yeah <laughs> uh but um yeah so the no, you're right. Once you kind of know what you want to talk about, it's easy to start talking about it. But I think and uh, in my own experience and kind of what I've learned listening to other people do video stuff, do analog stuff, uh, you know, elsewhere is you got to do seven episodes before you really know that you want to do this. Because oh, gosh, yes. If mm-hmm. you make it to episode seven and you've run out of everything you want to say. Mm-hmm. There's, you shouldn't be doing it. Like, you, if you don't like doing it after that point, like, then you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. And it's really hard to tell someone, hey, you need to bank seven episodes or you need to do uh, this, that, or the other to get to that point. And then, you know, for them to do it, which obviously is a good starting point. Like, if you can't do seven episodes before you put out episode one, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Now, oh. on the flip side of that, putting out three episodes a week, like I do, which I've been sucking at recently that takes a lot of time and three hours out of your week quickly turns into six, nine hours out of the week, just so, on editing and everything. So on, on let's, let's stick on multiple episodes a week because FSFL, we do sort of like a, maybe a, a weekly summary. So we, you know, since we're not making any money or having obligations to do anything business like with FSFL, we can afford to do one episode a week because it's just a summary. When it comes to making multiple episodes a week, like, do you have like certain goals per episode you want to do, or there? How 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 do you plan this out? Um, well, you're asking the wrong person because my my basic strategy is uh, the if you look at the way the iTunes charts are made up, and that's kind of the way most people listen to shows. It mm. rewards people who put out stuff frequently, and it rewards people who get consistent download numbers over the week. So that's why someone like Adam Carolla puts out an episode every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hmm. Because that helps you, you know, you got, you know, however many thousands or hundreds of thousands of episodes he gets downloaded every day, you know, times five days a week, you got a huge base and that allows you to put out, you know, it, it becomes an issue of when you're trying to attract advertisers and you can say, well, we're number one and on this chart. We get this many downloads a week. We got all this stuff working for us. The multiple episodes a week works for that. But on the flip side of that, like I think the last two weeks, I've only been able to put out two episodes simply because of outside uh, uh, interference, I guess is a good way to put it. Life. With, yeah, yeah, life happens. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And then it, it, it's disconcerting because people get into a habit, like Matt Ferris says this all the time, they get into a habit of listening to you a certain way and at a certain time, or they st- get in the habit of watching you at a certain time. And if you upset that, you know, for more than a week, a week you start losing, you know, people back to it because you've broken the routine. So you want to keep the routine. You want to keep people listening to you. And that's kind of why, you know, I started doing the multiple ep- episode <laughs> thing too. And also because anytime anything gets super easy for me to do, like I could put out an episode a week now and it's next to nothing for me to do it. So two episodes a week started becoming easy. 
So it just became a thing of like, well, if two episodes a week is easy, let me try doing three episodes a week. And now three episodes a week is hard. And it's good that it's hard because it should be hard, you know? Mm. Mm. Thing, and I apologize if it comes up over the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Because yeah. within, arms, within arm's reach, mm-hmm. I can touch the train track. So it could get really loud in about five minutes. Yeah, hey, uh, we'll, I'll figure something out on my end here. I'll try and cut the audio down a little bit. So, yeah. so we've got okay. So when it comes to your content, like when it comes when it comes to monetization in a way. Mm-hmm. So do you? I noticed that how many how many of us actually create our own content when it comes to like intros and stuff like that. I do everything except for the music. Uh, I mm. actually went and bought canned music for my intro and outro music. For us, I, our producer just threw something together. Mm. We're um, we're kind of uh, going to be tweaking it coming up here soon. So, so what what are your I guess your thoughts on intros and outros when it comes to length or tone. Do you think the tone sets the the whole tone for the show? Because if you listen to early episodes of FSFL, which may or not be possible because they may or may not have been taken down due to a SoundCloud issue, but um, <laughs> you would have heard the old intro. And that was literally just um, when I was making the intros, it was the stock song for the program I was using, I was like, oh, well, that's that's fine enough. But it, everyone on the show except me hated it. So, <clears throat> when I, it comes I, to... What's up? Yeah, Go ahead. I don't, I don't want to interrupt your thought there, but when it comes to the intro to me, you know, at the beginning, I was a big believer of, like, why are you going to put an intro on something? Because it people are coming to you to listen to something, but I do think there's a reason to have it now like where oh, hold on for the train <laughs> oh mama <laughs> tell thomas to go away yeah. sorry guys sorry my my new employees are here <laughs> the whistle goes woo woo all right, Bub Rub. Yeah, I I do think there's a there's a point to the intro though because I do think there is a people want to be led into what they're listening to and like if they want to skip ahead they have the option to skip ahead but I think a lot of people like the you know I know I'm listening to FSFL or uh, you know the Blown Pistons or you know the entire car show because here's the intro I'm used to hearing so it kind of lets them know you know. It's there, and I do think because you do all your own music, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have a disclaimer. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's funny though because I'm the only one who's insistent on creating like original content when it comes to music. Like Roland and Steve, like they're always like, "Hey, we should use this song. We should use this song." It's like, well, I mean, it sounds great and all, but you know, I think keeping it as original as we possibly can, especially in these early stages, because you know, if we get caught for some sort of copyright infringement, yeah. like. I, mm. <laughs> You're yeah. done with. Yeah, podcast is such a weird thing because it's like, do you treat it like radio? Do you treat it like YouTube? Like, how does copyright work? And you know, it's such a strange world to be in. Like the laws, you know, even YouTube stuff is set more in stone than what's happening with podcasts. Because yeah. you know, everyone can put together a pod. I mean, you can put together 
put together a podcast right now that had nothing but number one hits on the pop charts, rap charts, and every chart, and put it out every week that was available with that. And until you got big enough to get caught, you'd get, you know, probably thousands and thousands of listens to it. But on the flip side of that, once you get caught, you'd probably be, you know, stuck to some millions. sort of prison or something. Some yeah. sort of special institution for podcasters who break the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a special place in hell for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> room with the microphone, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but I do think because, you know, if you listen to Adam Carolla's show or you listen to, um, you know, some of the big podcasters out there, you can still hear they have like the sound effects and the jingles from, you know, iTunes Garage Band. Yeah. Because I know those jingles because I've used them myself and it's like. And they're stock jingles and we can't get in trouble for using them. Yeah. Yeah. Because all, all, all the loops I make are through Garage Band and those are all the loops that they provide for us. So. Yeah. So it's like. You know, this is what the professionals are doing. The and you can't see right now because I've taken myself off air, but you know, air quotes like professionals are doing because <laughs> I professional podcaster is a bit of a like you know jumbo <laughs> Steve Lito. <laughs> I mean, that's really, what we all want to do is we want to be able to do this and never put pants on. That's basically yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be great. Is, why are you turning your camera off, Mike? <laughs> yeah. No. no. Was he really eating a taco? Yeah. Mm. No, I was, yeah. <laughs> That's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> I eat the taco. Wow. Now but, um, I, I'm actually in a lucky place. My wife is actually in marketing. So ooh. when I was doing the setup and, and and preparing to put the podcast together, and while I'm popping like crazy, but. When I was getting ready to put everything together, I actually ran everything across her first and foremost. And, and the big thing is I, I was iffy about finding music to begin with at all. But really, she made a good point that if you have intro and outro music and it's the same every week, it kind of gets associated with it. And, and it gets that mental image of your show. If that song comes on, people who listen to the show know the song and, and it, it makes them think about you. Hmm. That's very true. And it's like, you know, in theory, when you eventually get to the point where you could advertise somewhere else, you know, if it's catchy enough and they know it and that's you, that gets someone like, oh, you should go listen to that episode or whatever. You know, I don't, like I've been a, talking, by the way, for like the first time in forever because the missus is out of town and I'm off match. <laughs> this stuff is strong. So. <laughs> It's it's sort of like uh, Top Gear and uh, and Allman Brothers Jessica. It's like when you oh, hear that yeah. song on BBC, like you know that hey, that's Top Gear. I'm going to sit my ass down and watch this. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's synonymous. Yeah. So let's it's see, sort what of a, hashtag brand, if you will. <laughs> yes. Now what about uh? Now here's the fun part. What about hosting? Deciding where you're going to host your podcast, how you're going to get the RSS feed out everywhere, and where are you going to place it? Where, where, how did how did you guys decide how you wanted to do that? Uh, we have Google search. Uh, okay, one at a time, ladies. <laughs> Google. I googled it. <laughs> <laughs> I it up on Podomatic somehow, and I, I wouldn't say they're definitely not the best place to put stuff but it's um it's free for the beginner and then they kind of have a good tiered system to it so if you have no idea you know what you're doing it's a good place to start off because they kind of do walk you through everything Mm. 
That would yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, SoundCloud has like this, uh, I think, six hours of content thing. They're like, oh, uh-uh, you got to pay now. But um, what what I like about SoundCloud when we started using them was that um, they make it easy to push all your podcasts out to places where you want it to be. So they give you like this link, and then you put that link in iTunes or like in Stitcher or somewhere else, and then once every, once you upload an episode within like thirty five seconds, like it's already where you where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And um, now you know how I know I've been doing this too long is because when I tried to do. Uh, SoundCloud back in the day, it was still in beta and they wouldn't let me in. So. <laughs> it's funny though because um, the FSFL SoundCloud is actually my old SoundCloud from like back when I got invited into SoundCloud. Curses! <laughs> 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 and um, it's funny though because I was I wasn't using it at the time. I got it because one of my friends was this DJ. Like this is like years ago, like 2010, 2011, I think. And, um, he, uh, yeah, I, I followed him because, you know, I was his friend and like, oh yeah, I want to listen to your stuff. And then when, I guess when we were looking for places to start the podcast, like SoundCloud came first to mind because one, I already had an account there. And two, I mean, it, it just seemed like a logical place to put something because I already had it and it was someplace I was already familiar working around it. So yeah. There is that something definitely too. See, this is what happens when I drink is I get really talky talky. So <laughs> we all apologize right now because I will take over this in, in like 10 seconds if you let me. But uh, there is something about like being in an ecosystem that you understand when you're getting into this because the less hurdles you give yourself, like find the place that works that's easiest for you to understand. That is the place that, you know, gives you the most help that you need for your particular needs. So like, I'm fairly adept, you know, despite mm-hmm. what comes across. I'm fairly adept technically, but when it comes to, like, web 2.0 HTTP, HTTP stuff, not so good. And that's what Podomatic was really helpful at. Yep. So, like, if SoundCloud helps you do something or if someplace like ShadEngine helps you do something that another place doesn't, you know, just kind of, like, go look at three or four hosting solutions for yourself before you kind of decide on it. Yeah. And and it's like know yourself and know what you're going to need out of what you want. So. And when it comes to pricing too, like um, I know there a lot of these places have some pretty insane like tiers of pricing, but the SoundCloud is like okay, so it's like 130 bucks for a year, but you get like the unlimited like everything package, and you get like all the statistics and all the other fun stuff that I, I barely look at, and then because it's like three people, <laughs> and um. The light just blew out in here. What the hell? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so but, um, statistics and everything with uh, SoundCloud and all the extra data that you get. And I mean, it's it, it was an easy platform, and they made everything so easy. So I, I thought it was great. Um, do you guys check, like, analytics and stuff? I do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I um I I I rarely check it for SoundCloud because it depresses me. But what's interesting <laughs> is the analytics on our Facebook because every now and then Facebook would would throw us like a little coupon to run like a free ad because they're really trying to push people to, to push those ads out. And um I had this one ad that was running for about a month now. It's like a seventy five dollar coupon they sent me, and I put the demographic basically throughout the whole world. I just 
put in some random countries in there, and it just I just sent it all out there. And our largest demographic was um, women in South Africa. They're the ones who clicked that ad. Interesting. Well, I, the, the listeners can't see, but I can see why. You know. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's you, got, you gotta get some darkness, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the shaved head. It's the uh, <coughs> that's what's you know nice nice little shine going on up there. Oh gosh, you're flattering me. I'm blushing. <laughs> you can't see it, but it's a really dark blush. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the one of the cool. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, the <laughs> analytics, though. That's the fun part because you know it's it's so crazy. I started watching like you know. Maybe once a month I'll pull them up and see, okay, who in the world is listening to me? And then all of a sudden I started getting a big following in Australia. Mm-hmm. And then Australians love their cars. Europe. And then Saudi Arabia and mm-hmm. South America. I'm like, what? Yep. How do they yeah. – what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it, it's funny how it's, it's very little Americans listening to us, but like how global cars – it really shows oh, how yeah, global the, the, the gearheads are. And it makes you wonder, like, what what's their content like on that side that we're that we're the ones filling in that hole? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's what I always find fascinating too is when I look at the stats, I go, you know, uh, if there was an auditorium full of like the people who listened to the last episode, like, how crazy would it be to think that like. I would be on the stage because that's really what we're doing is we're performing for people listening to us. And, you know, when you think about it, like even if it's, you know, if you're thinking about starting out and you're thinking about, you know, well, maybe only 10 people will listen or 100 people will listen or however many people will listen. If you thought about getting up on stage in front of that many people and talking, it would would scare most people. It it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's... Isn't uh, or like live podcasting becoming a thing now? Well, oh, yeah. yeah, but you, you still need an audience. But it's still not as intimidating as like a group presentation. Like you know, a small class is like what, like ten people. Yeah, and you still have to talk in front of those people and like seeing those faces and seeing seeing you BS that report on um on Stonehenge. It's it's a lot <laughs> different than just like doing like an audio podcast BSing about Stonehenge. I'm not talking from experience. I'm totally talking from experience, but. <laughs> <laughs> so where, when is FSFL coming out with that Stonehenge episode? <laughs> I, I I burned that paper as soon as I was done. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's interesting. So did so I dropped out of college, but one of the few courses I took was I took a public speech course, and I never I don't know if anyone else took any of these, but I never prepped for anything. They would give me a topic. And then I would wait. This is part of the reason why I dropped out of college, mind you. But I would wait till the last possible second, realize, oh, I got to do thirty yep. seconds worth of research, and yep. then get up in front of like you know twenty or thirty people and talk about it. And you know, when it comes to uh, doing the hour-long episodes where I'm just kind of sitting talking to myself, you know, I do think that's a very helpful skill to have, where you're like. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to talk and it's just going to flood out and everything's okay. And, and yeah. yeah, you have a 20 minute episode, right? Ike? Yeah. Well, like, well, and again, to that point is I've started doing some stuff on the road even cause like, I'll be like, Oh, I forgot to do X, Y, or Z, or I know I'm going to be super busy and I will be trying to be 
entertaining and enlightening and have a good you know topic to talk about while I'm driving through the world's worst traffic in the DC metro area, which is not an easy task. So, um, so uh, you're from that Nova area too. Yeah, yeah, you you know well, then you, you stay yeah, far away. I, as you I learned how to drive there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you did because no yeah. one else. No one. Else. I. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, my my dad was a Virginia National Guard, and in 2006 we moved to Fort Belvoir. And after we retired, he moved to Fairfax, and they're still there now. Um, I worked in Alexandria. They can't leave. The what? They, they can't leave. Like every time we try to get on the road, we get run off. Like no yeah. One um, yeah. Like I I used to work in Alexandria, Vienna, Springfield, and I'm very familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's the worst drivers in the U.S. It, sure. Honestly, though, it, it's one of the because I moved here to Central Virginia. I'm the only one to use my horn. Are they worse Chicago drivers, like? Oh, no, they're worse than Chicago drivers. Like they're, Chicago drivers. Oh, Chicago drivers. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay, no, no, no. Actually, no. There's, there's, there's Virginia drivers, and then there's Seattle drivers, and then there's Houston drivers, and they got y'all yeah. beat. Oh, good lord! Have you ever driven down there? Don't. But um. I will say this. So they just came out with a survey of, like, the worst drivers in the U.S. The worst ones, like, according to the insurance companies, was Boston. I don't know who number two was, but I know number three was uh, the D.C. metropolitan area. Yep. So that's, like, they were, like, Boston was, like, three times as likely as the national average to be in a crash. And, like, D.C. was just behind it. So it's, like, these are the worst drivers in, basically, the country in the D.C. Yeah. area. So, but, um... Yeah. Sort of steered back out of DC and into the lane here. When um, I guess I guess going back to analytics, I guess when you look at those, is does that mean you sort of change your marketing towards them, towards your largest viewer, or you know how how do you, how do you, how do you guys usually work? It? Me personally, I've got you know one message, and I want to keep portraying that same message. I don't really change. For the analytics, I look at the analytics to see just who's out there, who's listening, and how can I help them. But I, I don't really change the message or the the, the basis and the, the storyline of the the show really because it's I've got one message and that to get out and that's you know if you really want to get into racing, do it, go out there and try it or find somebody or some way to get involved, you know, regardless of what your budget is. And I agree with that. I mean, like, why, you know, they're, they like what they're hearing, obviously. Why change? Mm-hmm. You know, like, Blown Pistons is just about a couple of friends, you know, getting together, enjoying some bad habits together while talking about cars. And, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I, I, I thought you know? the cars was the habit. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gearhead uh, anonymous. <laughs> pretty much, that's, that's what I'm oh. about. My name is John, and I'm addicted to cars. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem. Mine doesn't even run. <laughs> Mine runs. Don't have a front bumper. No. Wait, they can move since when? Like, <laughs> no, I'll say so. Um, especially early on, what hey. I did is. Hey. Or are we talking to me or am I doing something else? Anyway, so we're just going to power through. Like, power through. Power through the alcoholism. So Fuel the jet. The, 
Yeah, the no, especially early on, um, there was a definite like trying to date, you know, judge the reaction of people listening to the show based on the analytics. And there is an issue with that. So like there's a real delayed response, I think, with listeners, particularly to podcasts, where it's hard to build up an audience fast because you have to, you know, build a brand around your you know, podcast, you have to make people aware of it. And there has to be some history behind it because most people listen to podcasts like you all do. And I do, you go into an episode and you might listen to one episode and go, well, that was fun and entertaining. Let me go back an episode or two or three or go find an old guest or old like topic that seems entertaining. And so there's like this delayed response. So if I see like a huge spike or huge drop in listeners, I try and go back over like the last like month or maybe month and a half and see if there's really been any big change in what's happened or like going on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of lets you know, like, you know, um, particularly with me is I am not an audio engineer. And apparently the way I was editing my audio was shit for a long time and I would fix it and then it would break again. And it just became an issue where, uh, I could go back through and listen to episodes and go like, oh, the audio quality has been absolutely atrocious these last few episodes. And that's why I've seen a you know loss of listenership. We're on the flip side when I've got it basically down to a science now where it's not an issue. And I haven't seen a dip like that. And now when I see a spike, I go, OK, what's changed in the last six months or in the last six weeks rather? And like, what has really changed? And if it's nothing's really changed in the last six weeks, that just means the word's getting out. And if something really has changed, I try and push whatever that is. So. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. You're not, the, you're not the only one. Johnny would let me know my audio sucks, but you're definitely not the only one. So. All right. Feel, man, like one time I had to go out to my car, turn the volume on max, just to hear Ike whisper. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. funny though because on FSFL, Roland is kind of the um, the in-house critic we have, and um, and I think um, generally, like when he gets around to listening to an episode, which this this just how he rolls. He he rarely <laughs> listens to the show, which is horrible. <clears throat> I hope you're listening to this because I'm calling you out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, he um. I I, I, I I do value the criticism from within first because you know it I think it sort of molds us a lot in the direction like how we, when it comes to how we want to sound and like and generally like con well quality I guess but um it is you know it's really it's, it's a lot of the smaller things too that sort of that can create better sound like you know where your mic is like the closest to your face obviously the better you're going to sound. And um, upgrading your mic altogether, Roland and Steve went out and bought like these fancy fifty dollars microphones, and I'm still, I'm still using the Chinese twenty dollars one that um, I got when I when we first started. But moving close to my face has created better content. So, see, yeah. I got I've got an interesting side to that. Um, I after I got out of the army, I was actually thinking about getting into the audio industry and, and actually working as a studio engineer. I learned to work aboard in high school, and so I'm very particular about the audio quality and what it sounds like, and from what I understand, I'm actually one of the few people that actually goes through and edits every one of their episodes and and, and fixes the the issues with the audio quality to give the best product possible. I try. 
I yeah. try. I really do because there's sometimes, oh, especially takes, with since it takes hours Steve, sometimes. It, it yeah, <laughs> especially like when it's, it's, it's especially when it's like multiple people and one and one of and one of, if if one of it's like it could it could either be like some random hiss in the background or just the audio was just so just so it was just so off that you have to find some way to either mute the others or and just somehow get them all to sound either the same or enhance the levels of the others. So it, how do yeah. you do? <laughs> I spend hours uh, looking at stuff. Uh, a a one-hour episode, I'll spend two hours going through and editing, cutting out dead space, cutting out hiss. Uh, if the levels aren't just right, where you can't hear them, and I'm I, the whole time, especially Skype is is such a finicky beast. I don't. That's will. why I don't. I don't. I don't like Skype. I use Google Hangouts. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> The whole I mean, time we've been recording, I'm watching the levels, and I'm actually adjusting my masters and my levels accordingly so everything comes out fairly close. And with a few quick edits, I can actually get this one out pretty clean. However, hmm. my personal preference, if I'm uh, record, if I'm editing it for my show, I'm going to try and go through and, and uh, fix the pops and any of the ums and uhs and coughs and burps I'll cut out. Hmm. <laughs> Stuff like Good that. <laughs> I just talk over all the crap that way. It makes it hard. Well, you know what they say? It takes like eight hours of of recorded stuff to make one good hour. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I, I think that's really interesting that you actually go and do through all of that because you know I I think the main issue that we have when it comes to like things that should be edited out on FSFL is either dead spaces when, um, I guess whether it's that sound awkward or when someone curses. So I fix one by just leaving E on the thing. Cause I just don't feel like editing out yeah. cursing. And yeah. then the other one, when we just have an awkward silence, someone just has to like, someone has to be the first and hurries up and breaks it. <laughs> so well, it, it's, it's, it's interesting when you have, a round table because I've done it before where I've had, um, you know, guests on the show and I've had multiple guests on the show where I'll have like people who are fans call in and talk on the show. And when you have people who are not in this field on your show often, or when you have people you're starting to gain a rapport with and understand, you know, the cadence and the beat of, there is a point where like, the pauses exist and you need to kind of like figure out um, if you're thinking about kind of again to the point of this, where if you're thinking about trying to get into doing the show, you have to learn, you know, as a podcaster, how to kind of, you know, uh, fill in the voids, put in uh, not, not fill in dead air, but not let dead air happen as much Yeah. as well as, you know, I always joke on the show. I don't really edit which is partially true where I, I go through and I really like the natural feel of stuff. I like the behind the scenes stuff. And like, you know, there's a couple of recent episodes, John, you were on one where we're having a whole bunch of Skype issues, but I will go through on the back. End. I'll take out, uh, you know, like if I bump the microphone by mistake or if the guest has like an awkward burp or something like that, where something kind of spikes at the level. Because what you really don't want is you don't want the person sitting in their car, which is how I think a lot of people ingest this, um, having a 
having to reach for it because I listen to some podcasts where you have to reach out and you have to adjust the volume up, adjust the volume down, and mm-hmm. sometimes you get that like loud spike in your ear. And that's the last thing you want. You want people to be sitting there and naturally enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Mike, I thought you were going to talk about our first interview where everyone was using my bathroom. That was also <laughs> hilarious, yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> and it's funny you say that, too, because, you know, before I switched to marketing, I was studying journalism. And um, um, the, the, we, they, they, made, they had us take a uh, mandatory news and reporting class. And I think one of the things that my teacher was going over a lot of the time, especially with broadcast journalism, is every second of dead space you're not talking, it's just, it's just, it's just awkwardness. Because it's like when it comes over the radio, like it's different when it's on the TV because you can sort of see like what's going on and why or the awkward or the reason someone would stop talking. But when it's on the on the on the radio, you don't know if there's something wrong with the feed or if, you know, something went on and then they just start talking. Yeah, you don't want anyone to think that there's a technical issue because I've had that before where there'll be, you know, the dead space will be left in for a reason. In the podcast where like someone will say something really stupid and it'll be pause. And then everyone laughs, but you want to minimize that pause as much as possible because, you know, the last thing you want is, and I've done it before, where you reach for your phone or you reach for whatever device it is that you listen to on, and they're like, oh, is there something wrong with my feet or whatever? Yep. Then, you know, you've taken the people out of the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. This is interesting. So I'm curious. So I got to go back to the little Skype menu here so I can see. Are you reading from like a list of questions over there? I'm. This is all off my head. Wow, <laughs> you're a braver man than I am. <laughs> you guys should have seen me. I was like freaking out for like the past like thirty minutes. Like, how am I gonna wing this off? Remember my Stonehenge presentation, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna burn this one too? <laughs> yeah. I've got the master copy. Don't together. worry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I I think that's a good place to end it for today. We should probably do this again because I think there's still more we can go well, I got, over. I got I a couple know, questions for you guys since since oh. we're all on here Ooh. doing a powwow. Um, what's some good advice you can give someone who actually wants to go start their own podcast? One good piece um, of advice from everybody. Do it. I think <laughs> if you're if you're dedicated to to do something like a podcast, it's something that one, you need to be really passionate about Two, You got to really love it. And three, you, if you're going to have hosts, make sure you guys make sure all you guys are dedicated enough to where you're willing to take out enough time out of your schedule to do this. And when technical difficulties happen, that as soon as you overcome them, you hop back running back full force at, in first gear, all the way to 50 miles per hour. Uh, that, that means I have to go next with this whole like, <laughs> advice for people. Yes. There's, see, now I'm just going to draw this out as long as possible because that's what I do when I start drinking. Do, uh, do it, man. Do it. Um, so first and foremost, I think the number one thing is you have to know, like, if there's a niche that you want to fit into, um, my foot's starting to cramp up. God damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're falling apart on us. Yeah. So. If there's like a niche you want to fit into, like uh, in the automotive world, then just try and fill it. If you see something that's like not filled in, you know, if you're thinking about doing something outside of automotive, you know, that's kind of a little bit out of my wheelhouse when it comes to it. But I think the same stuff applies where uh, you should reach out and try and talk to other people because we've all 
reached out to each other in the past for help for whatever reason or if we need um you know a guest or whatever yep. um i bug ike all the time yeah so you just <laughs> you just need to uh kind of like find a way to let the you know community know that you're whatever that community is if it's automotive if it's movies if it's whatever you kind of got to just make it aware that you're getting into this try and build up a repertoire before you really release episodes because there's no reason when you put out a podcast you should have episode one and that should be the only podcast you have out there you should really have stuff in episodes is what i've always heard but i think that's a big ask for a lot of people because that's multiple weeks maybe a month of doing it put out three episodes let people listen to it you know if they like the first one they'll like the second one they'll like the third one um make sure you like what you're doing if you really start to lose your passion for it you probably should move on to doing something else or something different and um you know be open to you know, feedback and all that stuff. I mean, it, it really is, at the end of the day, it's you're trying to either in, entertain, enlighten, or just have fun with, you know, people who are into the same stuff you are. So if you can't enjoy that, you really shouldn't be doing it. And you're not going to make money. Matt Farah, big podcaster in any regard, he's got a thing of like, in the automotive world in general, you won't be making money, you know, by year three, if you're lucky, you know, maybe year five, you'll start to see a little return on investment. But this is something where if you're like, we're going to do this and then we're going to get advertisers and blah, 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 then you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to go, I can do this for the next five years, have, you know, fun doing it. And at the end of that five years, if I have made, you know, dime one because i'm sure we're all the same like i've lost you know probably mm. hundreds of dollars doing this just because i enjoy doing it it's my hobby you mm-hmm. know automotive as a as a hobby in general is very expensive yes they can you know relay you know racing is fun but racing is normally not cheap and cars aren't cheap mm-hmm. unless you're broke like me or you know you go out and you buy a piece of crap mercury for whatever reason you know you're any like you're saying like anything automotive you know you have to have a passion for yep you know like detailing like you know you were saying on when you we talked last i you know like it takes you know some dedication to clean your car oh my god i want to kill myself every time i do <laughs> oh, right. Okay. And like, I'm passionate about that. That's why I, we, me and my fiance opened up our own shop is because um, she or I took her out on a job and she liked it. So it, it was awesome that she got into it and like I showed her how to, you know, do it. And now we dance together. We'll, you know, knock out a car in three hours and it looks almost brand new. And, you know, we, we get a, we get a kick out of it just seeing, someone's someone's reaction to that like oh my god you turned my pile of shit into a diamond yeah (laughs) that's true and there there is a very good thing to that because it is a lot like cleaning out your car where you're going to be slogging and you're going to be working and there's a lot of stuff no one's going to really pay attention to but that's the shit that really matters you know like you're saying audio quality you have to have the right equipment you have to have the right you know 
you don't have to have the expensive shit. Like, no, no, you don't. My, my microphone's not expensive. My converter board's not expensive. My Mac is like 10 years old at this point. Same. My desktop need- that I use actually was left here from the previous owners of my home. I wiped the hard drive and started over from scratch. It was free. Yeah. <laughs> And then, then, then you're this guy, and you, know, you get you get the fun way out. <laughs> but um, gosh, what, what was I going to say earlier? Um, Jake. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. What about you? Me? Oh, I see how it is. Just but I I actually have to kind of disagree with Ike to a point. Um, mm. Ike said earlier that you should record seven episodes and see how it goes. Yeah, we did. One I, really bad one that never made the air. See, my first episode I released, and it's still out there. It's my first Ooh. episode now for the show. I, however, before recording that, came up with 52 different ideas. So I could have one episode a week, whether or not I had a guest or not, I had something I could find, I could research and talk about. And mm. because of that, I had... So many ideas, and I've, of course, been flexible with it from there. But I am very, very passionate about motorsports and racing. And I could talk about it all day, and my poor wife has to deal with it most of the time. So this helps. I can find like-minded individuals and talk about it here. And then that's really what podcasting is, at least for me, is my opportunity to sit down, relax in my basement, Hi, hi, I'm waving back at you. You can't see me, but... <laughs> I'm, 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 wave, I'm waving at the lady that we, we've been pointed towards. Oh. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> but... What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. You're beautiful. <laughs> I wish I had something sharp to throw at you. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. So back to what I was saying. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, but no, back what I was saying, you know, I, I came up with an idea and a plan in advance. And there were times where it got really tough for me. And I had family health issues. My wife is a student. I've got four dogs in the house, one of which had surgery recently. So I've got a lot on my plate besides the podcast, and there was a point in time where I actually thought about giving it up, but I stuck through that tough time, and since then, in the last month, things have taken a total 180-degree turn, and I've actually had a lot of doors opened up for me just because I stuck through it. Even though I did take a little five, six-week break just to help with the family, I was still able to get somewhere, and all this stuff's great, but... Frankly, I'm just doing it to help those who don't know where to look. And, yep. and, and I get that one. I've had a couple of emails now where I get those emails and it's like, hey, I found your show on iTunes. I've been wanting to get into racing. I didn't have any clue. I'm going out to look into corner marshalling or I'm <laughs> going to go autocrossing next week. Those are the best emails in the world to get. It makes it makes what I do with the show no matter how much money it costs, how much time it takes, all the editing and everything else, doesn't matter to me because that's what it's worth to me. That's what matters to me is that one person. When I reach out and I get that one person that says, yep, now I'm going to start doing this, that that makes it all worthwhile to me. 
which is, you know, the great part because, you know, we all do different formats of show and we all interact with our, you know, guests in different ways and our, you know, uh, listeners different ways. And it, it makes it really satisfying because we, the great thing about doing a podcast is you kind of get to get your feedback in the way you really want to receive it. So, like, you get this immense satisfaction out of your particular skill set, which is, I don't know, fascinating. So, like, you get great emails about, like, hey, thanks for, you know, introducing me to racing. And I get, you know, hey, thanks for introducing me to X, Y, or Z, or your audio sucks, fix it. (laughs) But, you know, you, you get to interact with people. And, again, like, if you were, when you really sit down and think about it, and a lot of people get discouraged Early on, I think, because they go, I'm only having X number listen to me, and I really don't think that's enough people to make this worth doing. And I come back to the, when you're, if you were in an auditorium and you were saying this in front of everyone, that would be a big audience to you, no matter how small that number is. And if you get any feedback from that, that means you really touch someone to the point where they feel like, hey, I need to reach out and tell this person they've really made an impact on me. And that's, you know, the equivalent of like the auditorium empties and a couple of people stay behind because they really just want to get your autograph or talk to mm-hmm. you. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's such a, that's the part of podcasting I really enjoy is the, you know, I really, if you're doing the podcast, you should make yourself available as much as possible elsewhere. Like we all have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, everything on the planet. And that's kind of where you're, uh, bread is buttered there because if you get the people to engage with you outside of just listening to you, then it really becomes a more, you know, three dimensional conversation. And yep. there's this wonderful feedback that you get, which makes you more encouraged to get out and do what you're doing. Which so. is, you know, which is why you, you see me on Twitter and Roland actually does a great job on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. I still don't get Instagram. I, I will admit I'm an old man. <laughs> Uh, Instagram, what? Instagram oh, yes. is Instagram is the fancy cheese and the um and the uh the hipster shorts of I guess of social media. Like you really have to have that edge and really know how to fancy cheese. We, yeah. we... <laughs> I I you know that that's sort of why I I like the Twitter aspect with us having a separate accounts. So <laughs> instead of instead of all instead of having all three of the hosts like fighting over listeners on the on the facebook or or the instagram it's more like we you know we we can talk about a topic or someone hits us up on one topic we can not always pace our own selves instead of as fsfl or something like that because that's issues we sort of had with facebook it's like someone will comment and then one of us will comment but we wanted to comment as ourselves but it said fsfl so just like fsfl was saying like multiple things at once out of context. Yeah. Depending, if you're using a mobile device, sometimes you can flip-flop between the two. I've actually been able to comment as myself on my page uh, through my phone. Yeah. Yeah, I got none of that. It's all a fun learning process. So I think starting out a podcast is literally... BSing a Stonehenge um, presentation you didn't study for <laughs> and sticking it out still gets you the grade because you were the first one to get up there and do the presentation. Therefore, you set the bar. Therefore, the teacher doesn't judge you as hard. Can I tell you my highest rated 
presentation when I was taking the college like public speaking course was on procrastinating on <laughs> for speed. And yeah. it, it had to be like a like video presentation and like back in the day, like I had like a little camera that I like would carry around with me because I'm a crazy person. This is back before they had even the flip phones, if you know what I'm talking about. So actually, I think I had a flip phone. But anyway, so I like recorded me like hanging out with friends playing video games and then that was the presentation like um so as you can see i'm still not preparing for what i'm doing or, <laughs> and this is the face of a man who has no idea what he's going to talk about and i went like on a 30 minute tirade as i am wont to do and that the teacher's like very good very tongue-in-cheek i can definitely tell you put a lot of preparation into this you know, <laughs> uh, like, i love it the, yeah, like, the... yeah sure i did the last presentation I did, it was a group of, it was five of <laughs> That's good. Because the other three either didn't do the work or the mother showed up for the class. Uh, or maybe they just had poor time management. Well, we all did. It was a supplementary course because we all sucked at school. <laughs> One of my best speeches was on hybrid cars. Like when they started rolling out. Way to yeah. be on topic, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I did speech team in high school, and I never <laughs> went to college. So, I mean, I, I'm a totally different world. I was I was the drama geek in high school, so I learned how to memorize speeches yeah. and everything like yeah. that. And then from there, I went, yeah, I did a couple of, like, my speech team stuff that actually almost got me to state was I memorized the scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And did the whole scene myself, every character. Uh, and so, I mean, public speaking is no big deal to me. Can you guys hear me okay? Hello? Oh, and Skype. I loathe you sometimes. I love Skype so much. Yeah, but when you're trying to tell old people how to call the show, you know, it's hard enough to get them to not use a phone. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why you Skype. Yeah. Yep. Ah, yep. uh, Skype. What? Yeah. I, I've run out of shit to say. I think. Uh, <laughs> same. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like on this topic. I mean, I yeah. can go the tirade of it. Like, well, back in the day when I started doing this, <laughs> and uh, my partner at the time, my proc, and we he had what was recording studio, and it was what it was for a time. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who said that? We recorded on wax. Wait, your dad was a wheel. Wax what? cylinders. Did you pick up that phone? Where's Where's my Where's my old roll phone? Be sure to drink what? your oval teen. You know what's the the absolute best thing about doing this though is, and like honestly, no joke, is I have made so many friends doing podcasting. Yes, uh, all of you included. Where it is so great to know, like, basically, I have to buy so many people so many beers, no matter where I go in this <laughs> country. That is a wonderful. Well, uh, I don't drink, so you can have one on you, me. You are going to have the beer. You are not allowed to like. Put it in an IV and stick it in you. You know what? I I have I have a near empty driveway, so you know, feel free to feel free to come by and crash anytime you want. Yeah, well, right back at you guys. All right. On that bombshell. 
Okay, what, what's going on? I think Skype's breaking up again. I can hear yeah. everybody Jay, okay. Hear I can Jay, hear everybody fine, and I'm the one recording, so that's what matters. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh. oh. Hey. Should, should we get out plugs for what we're listening to, or should we not do, do that? So, what? Yeah. So, like, typically oh. when you have people on your show, uh, Matt, like, what you do is you let them say what their, you know, program is, and you, then they... You're uh, better at this than I am. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, everybody plug their own show. We'll go with that. Go ahead. Uh, Ike, go ahead and start. Ike? All right. Well, I'm I'm Matt from uh, FSFL or Flat Sideways Fully Locked. Isn't this going to be on your podcast? Oh gosh, is it? <laughs> uh, I thought that was the plan. <laughs> and Skype is failing us again. Oh joy! I can hear myself, but I can't hear anybody else, and I doubt anybody can hear me. <clears throat> And the video feeds for everybody is frozen solid. Okay. So. Hey, there you guys are. You guys went silent for like a minute straight. There was nothing. I was just talking to myself. Hi, Jake. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. All right. Here's how we're going to do this. Matt, you can find on Flat Sideways Fully Locked. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I think that's right. You're probably on the Google Play Store, whatever fine podcasts are found. You can find GTP Johnny. His podcast is on Speaker. It is the Blown Pistons podcast. It's easy. Go check it out. My podcast is the Untitled Car Show, and I am on Twitter at Untitled Car Show. They have stuff too on the twitter but their social media isn't as important as mine and jake <laughs> is good at recording on rags to races podcast i think that's everyone's shit right works for yes. me yep all right just, cool well just go to badhabitsnetwork.net to find all of our shows there we go yeah and i think that's good. all right and then uh i you keep rambling until Jake, you know, cuts this. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Well, ramble. all and, right. Uh, can, and on that bombshell. I think Johnny's trying to plug. Wait, hold on. Before you. Uh, I, I think, think he Johnny's was, but I, honestly, business. Skype cut out, and it sounds like I just cut him out. That's really bad. That's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to plug out uh, my shop. No, awesome. by all means, go ahead. And Skype's getting screwy again. It's good. Yeah, I'm losing you. I'm losing you. You're assuming you're cake. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Jake, send me a copy of that, too, because I'm going to put that up on my site, too. Oh, no problem. Uh, everybody uh, email me at ragsterraces.com your email addresses, and I'll put a Google Doc together with the MP3. I'll just send a raw MP3 out unless you ask for an edited copy, and then I'll edit it. Wait, so you're you're asking us to ask you to not do work for you? <laughs> for us? No, you're asking me to do extra work if you want. I know what. What what was your email again? Rags to races, all one word. R a g s t o r a c e s at gmail dot com. Oh, I got it right here. Cool. Yeah. 
And send. I just sent you my email. All right, cool. I'll put this into a raw MP3. If you want me to edit it, let me know. Might be not be till over the weekend, but I'll get to it as soon uh, as I can. Okay. I mean, you can edit it or you can just send it my way and I can try to chop it up, but you can do whatever you want. Look at all the crap. I'll send you the raw one right now because I'm on four episodes that I got to go through plus a couple articles to write. So that works. If you have any issues, though, with the editing, let me know and I'll be more than happy to run through it and uh, send you an edited copy. That works. Cool. All right.